Good afternoon, this is Susan Parker with ELR Legal Search. Today we're going to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart, and that's successful lateral integration. My guest today is Debbie Atlas. She's the Senior Director of Attorney Recruiting at Ice Miller, a great Midwest firm. I've also had the chance to meet Debbie over the years as part of the Professional Development Consortium, and I love her authenticity, her honesty, and frankly, her brain power. Prior to being at Ice Miller, she was the Director of Career Services at uh, Indiana University's Marr School of Law. She was always helpful with students. I remember meeting some students that knew her, uh, really caring about people getting to the right place. She also has a lot of years of experience in staffing and recruitment within the firm, and she was also an associate at the firm, having earned her JD cum laude from the University of Michigan Law School. Debbie's fantastic. She also has a master's degree in social work, so that gives you some idea of how she cares about people. I'm really pleased to have her here with us today as we talk about something that's really, really important, I think. Debbie, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Today, we want to talk about something that's really important to me and I know to you, and it's not generally something that recruiters talk about much, and that is successful lateral integration. One of the things we know here at ELR Search, and one of the things I've been really, really focused on, is this idea that successful lateral integration starts now. It starts in the recruiting process, right? And that's why we've created a toolkit called our minus 30 toolkit. And it's basically just to say, instead of a 30, 60, 90 day plan, it's a minus 30, zero 30 day plan, right? So talk to me about the cool things you guys are doing at Ice Miller, because I know you've been working on the same topic. Yeah. So one of my biggest frustrations over the course of the last several years, and I've been at the firm four and a half years now, has been, you know, I was responsible for bringing them in. Then it was like, bye, see you later. Good luck to you. And you saw a lot of people flame out really fast. Or you saw a lot of people who were very unhappy, who had been really excited to join the firm. And so at the end of 2021, I approached our firm leadership and said, like, we've got to do something about this and put together a proposal. And we hired our first attorney integration manager. And she's been with us. We're about to have her first anniversary. And we have done a ton of work just focused on how do we get from the sign on the dotted line, yes, I'm going to come join your firm to their first anniversary in a super successful way. That's so great. That's your outcome that you're looking for. So then you kind of backed in activities and communications to that. Talk to me about some of those things that you guys have created to get that outcome. Well, first, I think to your point, it really does start even before they signed on the dotted line, because it should be part of your assessment of a candidate. How are you going to integrate them? Where are they going to be integrated? How well will they integrate? And I'm not talking about, you know, do I want to sit and have a beer with this guy kind of integration, but a business kind of integration. Where are your synergies? Having those conversations and making sure our partners are having those kind of conversations and thoughts while they're even going through the interview process who would you introduce this person to? Who in another group should this person meet? Who in that office who's not in that practice group would be a good person for them to be cross-selling with? And so it really starts there from a business perspective, 
But my role, it starts from an emotional perspective mm, because right, right, right. it is such an emotional experience for a partner to pick up their practice from wherever they are and move it. Whether they know that it's going to be an emotional experience or not. Right. Talk to me about some of the emotions you generally see. I can tell you what we see, but I got a feeling you see the same. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's excitement, right? Mm -hmm. There's usually excitement. Here's new opportunity, new adventure, you know, fresh, fresh set of eyes and fresh perspectives. So there's, there's excitement, but there is so much anxiety, right? And we lawyers are like super high anxiety individuals to begin with. And so the not knowing what they don't know, and for better or for worse, we've had the opportunity to onboard a several partners who were their first lateral move. And so they had been sort of like raised at their firm and they've been a partner there for however many years. And then they were their first move. And so lots so of that change, started. that first change in their career, that, which is that huge. First change, the people who don't even know what they don't know and what they need to ask, we have to fill that gap for them, right? Because we have to make sure that they know we've got this for them. Yeah. Even so is some know. of what you do make sure <laughs> that you're just addressing things, you know, confidence, just making sure that they can continue yes. to feel confident, right? Yes. Yes. And helping them feel like not only are we going to smoothly, you know, bring all your client files over once we get the directives from your clients, but we're going to have a secretary who's going to be able to help you send out those engagement letters to there's going to be a functional computer for you on day one, which, you know, during a global supply chain crisis has not always been a guarantee. Right. 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 And so just exuding that confidence um, that they know you've got it is just so important to them trusting and feeling a part of the nature or the fabric of your firm yeah, from the get Exactly. That they're not alone. I think a lot of people join somewhere new and, you know, they're, they're sort of um, wooed during the sort of dating period. And then once they're there, people are like, oh yeah, hey, you know, good luck to you. Right. I mean, that was my experience, right? We would roll out these fancy dinners and mm-hmm. then you'd come in and we'd be like, good luck to you. Yeah. And <laughs> If you had the kind of personality that was, you know, a natural connector and wanted to do those things, then great. But a lot of people aren't and they're intimidated and they're scared and they can't make those things happen for themselves. I think it's just really important to help them see that you've been there, you've done that, you know what it is that they need, you know what they're going through and you're going to help them through it. Which is why when I hand off a candidate to our integration manager, she always introduces herself as their concierge and their coach. I like that. That is nice. So she is their one-stop shop. All of their questions. They don't have to figure out who to call about what. Now, some of them do, right? Like some of them build their relationships and that's just fine, but they don't have to think about it. They just need her and she will get them to whatever they need to get during that first year. 
So she's their concierge, their coach. So she takes it from you kind of the baton and says, okay, I'm going to demonstrate how we're there for you, how we help encourage you to success, right? Yeah. And then does she also create programs and events or what are, what are some of the other things that your engagement manager has been able to accomplish? Yeah, it's so funny you say that because she and I were just talking about this today. Again, like it's a really exciting time coming up on her first anniversary and saying like, we just got off the phone and said like, we've done so much, but there's still so much we can do that's exciting. She has created monthly lunch and learns. And we're thinking about how we can do that better going forward forward in terms of smaller groups. Maybe we just get one new partner or two new partners with a a more established partner in a Zoom room together. Like if we give you a topic, you can go into a room and, and have a conversation about whatever that is. Even if it's just, you know, as simple as like, what's your road been like? Um, it makes it easier for Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're facilitating conversations between some of the longer standing yeah. members of the firm with these new folks. And, and it, I'm sure it's helping just them feel right. like they don't have to just network on their own. Because so many times, don't you feel this For way? Sure. Like, oh, I don't want to bother someone. And I think people have that feeling. I don't want to be a bother. I, I, I don't want to appear like I don't know something. So there's that that trepidation. But this idea that if I have a concierge, a coach who also facilitates me to meet other people, how much better much must that feel? Right, right. And it's actually, I mean, it's something we sell to people like mm-hmm. during the recruiting process. Yeah, like, they should. Look, it's, you know, it's a scary thing. We know it can be overwhelming. We know you are going to have someone right by your side yeah. who is there yeah. for you. Um, and you're going to have experts to help you make the process of, of moving your portable business, all, right. all, the, all the sort of tactical things there to do that. And she's sort of the maestro behind the scenes, working with all of our different groups to make sure that everything is moving, moving as smoothly. That sounds like a fun job. That sounds like a really fun job. I hope she's having fun. She's doing a great job. So I think she's having fun. But what we talked about today specifically that we want to look forward to doing more in the coming year is thinking about those business development connections. Mm -hmm. So we've, I think, mostly focused on helping you feel like a part of the firm, which let's face it, in the last year, we've sort of had to do with everyone. Yeah, right. Right. Even the people who've been at the firm for 30 years, because we've been so disconnected Mm -hmm. from each other Mm -hmm. since the pandemic started. And so really been focused on that, but we want to start focusing more on where are those synergies cross, you know, cross industry or cross practice group that we can help collaborate with our business development group to make those connections. So we value ourselves at Ice Miller as a really team oriented firm and want to promote cross selling. And so what role can we have in that first year to reinforce that culture, but also help people find new ways to to partner together to build their businesses. That, that makes sense. So you're working first, I guess, in the first year where the focus was really on that sense of belonging and comfortability so that people, you retain that great talent. Now you're moving into a phase of en- enhancing collaboration for revenue generation and, and overall success, right? Yeah, I think a lot of what we've built in the last year that has been focused on sort of the connection piece is easily replicable. Mm. You know, once you build it, 
they aren't they're they're not super individualized mm-hmm. experiences or programs. Like we we've got to get the people here, we've got to get them set up, we've got to get their you know their clients here and their work here and their client matters open and their first bills out and all of those things. But I think all of those kinds of processes are are replicable, right? Whereas this business development piece, I think, is going to be far more individualized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And so we'll take more effort and more thoughtfulness, whereas what we've already built, I think, can just, you know, carry on in mm-hmm. perpetuity and mm-hmm. not not need a whole lot of tweaking. Right, right. So what advice do you have for somebody that's sort of in that space where they're thinking about making a move, but they feel concern, worry, trepidation, particularly in a world that's constantly changing with a lot of uncertainty. What, do you, what yeah. advice do you have for somebody who maybe in the back of their mind or deep in their, deep in their soul, they know, I really need to make a move. They're afraid to make that jump. What, what advice do you have? I'm going to say something that is totally the do as I say and not as I do, which mm-hmm. is don't let yourself be motivated by the fear. Because I feel like a lot of what we're trying to do is mediate that fear that is natural. Um, where lawyers are adverse to risk taking, um, and right. we want right. to know how everything's going to work out. Right? The the old saying about litigators, like you don't ask a question to a witness on the stand what you don't know the answer to. Right? Like you you don't do that. So we want to control all mm-hmm. of these things, mm-hmm. and I don't think, look, unless you're being forced out by your current place, there's ever going to be a perfect time for you to pick up your practice and move. But there's so many good reasons to look for a new opportunity, but it really requires you to explore your own values and what you're looking for and asking the hard questions. I'm always so impressed by the partner candidates who ask us the hard questions because I feel like they're the, they're the ones who are most invested, right? Like, but what's a hard question in your mind? Yeah. I mean, even talking about like, you know, for, for a junior lawyer say like how, you know, what's the pathway to, we have a two tiered partnership. Like what's the pathway to equity partnership? Tell me how your compensation system works. They don't ask about, wow. Like there are so many who yeah. never ask us those questions. No, I say they have like questions, but they're really necessary not questions. Tough questions to answer. Yeah, yeah. But for some people, like they're scary questions, right? Like, what are some other questions that I think people tend to not ask that I think they should? How does staffing work? We're 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 dealing with a with a candidate right now who God bless him is like what I have like these huge transactions going on. What is my day one staffing going to look like? Because these transactions aren't slowing down just because I move firms, right? What is my team going to look like when I walk in the door? Well, that's somebody who's like being super thoughtful about coming over, and is I feel like going to be invested. The people who like don't ask a lot of questions and don't seem to show like much real like investigation of us i'm like i'm always sort of skeptical you can be here for very long i can understand that because that that could either mean one of two things they're afraid or they have that magical thinking that everything will work out 
even if I'm not intentional about it, right? Because as long as you're intentional, you've got support. I think that helps mitigate that fear that every human has, right, of change. But we don't want magical thinking. And we also don't want people to move if it doesn't, if it's not right for them, right? And And I know you feel that way too. It's like the only way successful integration occurs is if it really is a match, if it really does have a good chance of success. And then from there, if you're supported, you're the person we know you are, we're the firm we know we are, it's going to work, right? Now, look, Susan, like, I'm as competitive as anyone, and I hate losing out to, like, on a candidate that we really yeah. want yeah. to another firm. So don't misunderstand me here. But, like, <laughs> I want people who want to be at Ice Miller. And if you have decided for whatever reason we are not where you belong, then I am only going to wish you the best of luck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if and when you change your mind, give me a call, right? Right, Like, I, I know a lot of firms and a lot of recruiters who like hold grudges and tell people you've made a huge mistake and all these things. And you will never find me doing anything like that. Um, because you have to be, it has to be mutual, right? Well, I think that's smart. I mean, we live in a free society, right? And people's passions drive how their performance is, right? And if someone doesn't want to be somewhere, we feel the same way. I mean, that's part of the reason, like when I'm recruiting and trying to attract partners to a, a particular firm with whom I'm working you know, I've got to really like that firm. I've got to really care about that firm Mm -hmm. because I can't really transmit something I don't know or something I don't really feel. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm just, I wouldn't be good at that. Right. (laughs) So I know what you're saying. And, and again, I'm competitive too. I played sports, you know, play, play me a game of Scrabble and I, you don't, you don't even know how I might act. Okay. But but like you, I know this is their lives. You know, this isn't just a game. We're not marketing shoes. We're we're really looking for good matches and essentially marketing people and marketing firms and opportunities. But we don't want to overdo it to the point where we're pushy. And I think that's an important factor that and and that's probably why you and I connect. So on humor and on just style. Right. What I love about you. And, you know, as I introduced you in the beginning of this podcast, it's just your sense of being a real person and authentic as well as funny. You know, I mean, just that's a great thing. It's a great thing. And in and, and nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, people want to work with people who are authentic and funny. And, and I think that must help your recruitment efforts as well. Don't you think? Well, I hope so. I mean, I think like going on almost 20 years in the legal industry, like if you can't laugh. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, might be crying. You're, you're in trouble, right? But, you know, back to the point about like what advice I have, you know, like don't be motivated by the fear. Don't let fear stop you. Ask the hard questions. Ask about what they're going to do to help you to integrate. Do they have a plan? Do they have a person? More and more of us are starting to have these positions. It's a really, really hot topic in the professional development world. Yeah. um, Because we see how important it is. But not everybody who has integration in their title actually does it. Right. I've I've noticed that as well. But here, I'm amazed because you know me, I've come from, I've been in and out of the legal circles and now I'm back in. But when I was out, you know, that whole idea of retaining 
talent or reducing attrition, it's huge because there's so much cost associated with that, right? And so I, I'm always shocked when, when firms don't seem as, as tuned into it. And, and frankly, it seems counterintuitive that a recruiter who makes fees is interested in this. But I know if I help people like you find great people, right. well, you're going to come back to me. But, and, and I want it to be successful, right? Not just people hopping from place, whether it's associate or, or partners. We're, you're going to want to work with recruiters that bring successful outcomes. So it's about the outcome, not just the hire. And that outcome means their career, their sense of belonging, their sense of success and collaboration and business development, right? All of that matters. Right. It's all that whole right. talent ball of wax, not just recruitment, right? And so those are the kinds of things that I'm thinking about and and constantly picking brains of people like yourself and others to say, how do we partner to make it better? So when you think of that and you think of what we do here, what advice do you have for people like me to, to work more effectively and, and, and really provide you the value as well as that candidate, the value that, that everybody deserves? Yeah, I have, this could be a whole other podcast, Susan. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. So many thoughts on okay. what recruiters do well and what I wish they would stop doing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. We have our favorite recruiters who get the calls, right? The people who we reach out to first and say, like, I'm looking for X and need your help. Yeah. Or whose calls we always take when they bring us someone. Know what's unique about us. I know we like to say all these firms are the same, but we're not. We're really not. Yes, no. the people at all these firms are smart. Yes, there are great people at all these firms. Yes. They do great business and practice great law, but they're not the same. And there are things that are, you know, for a recruiter to be able to tell their candidates what is unique about a firm and getting to know their candidate well enough to know which firm's unique factor, their unique value proposition would be a good matches for them is the incredible value add and why I'm willing to pay your fees, Right. And why, how people develop those relationships with me to be a go-to recruiter. So it goes back to that whole idea of being passionate about, about your client for whom you're looking for that person, as well as really passionate and knowing that candidate of yours. So you know ahead of time. And it goes with that minus 30 idea of successful integration starts now, right? It starts in those conversations. What I, I know I hear you saying, what you're not saying is that it's probably tiresome in your role to have constant resumes or calls of just random stuff that that demonstrate that they don't might not know where you are or who you guys are. Right? Oh, for sure. I mean, there are a few attorney recruiters who have gotten the gift of being on our firm's blocked email list. Mm, wow. Because I have given them multiple opportunities to learn who we are and stop sending me crap clogging my inbox that eventually I'm just going to block your email. Um, <laughs> well, hey, Anna, we have not gotten on uh, on that list yet. So, so that's great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Um, I would love to schedule another episode with you to talk about. What oh my gosh, I would love it. I would love it. You may not love me at the end. No, of it, yes, but. I will. I, yes, I do because I love that kind of stuff. 
Okay, so this one is about successful lateral integration. We learned a lot of things yeah. that people can do and be intentional uh, about both when people come, when they join. We as a recruiting firm try to help them be intentional about how they act when they get there. Next time we're going to talk with you about a list of things that people in your position hate when re what recruiters do. Things that recruiters We're just going to call it how best to partner with the law firm's <laughs> legal department. Legal okay. Recruiting okay. Department. Okay. Like, okay. We can call it that. Because that's what bit. I call my most favored recruiters, right? They yeah. are my partners. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's what, that's what we want to be. So tell me while we get ready to close, because we're running out of time. Tell me how you describe Ice Miller, the, both the culture and the opportunity there for people to have a successful career. How, what do you say to people as they they consider you and and you know knowing where you're you're located in the Midwest, knowing you, you know all those kinds of personality law firm personality things. T talk to me about about your shtick. Yeah, I mean we're we are a proud Midwestern mid-sized law firm. I did not know that. Congratulations. Actually, just two days ago, opened our eighth office, which is our fourth office on the East Coast in Baltimore. But we are primarily a Midwest law firm and are very proud of being a Midwest law firm. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love to tell candidates, partner candidates in particular about us, is we are a very entrepreneurial firm. And if there is something you want to do, if there's a place you want to build your business, if there's an, uh, you know, a location that you want to focus on for client development, like nine times out of 10, we are going to just cheer you on and help you and help you make that happen. We are still small enough to give people lots of flexibility what we've been finding, right, as rates have gone up significantly over the last several years at Amlaw 100 firms is that really successful partners are having trouble keeping their client base because their firm is telling them you have to raise your rates to X and they have a ceiling with these clients. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. we give our partners more flexibility I think, and we don't, because we're small enough, right? If you have a 3,000 person law firm, you have to have hard and fast rules. You have a 350 person law firm, you know, you can work more things out. And so those are things I really love about it. But we are, like I said, very collaborative. We are very team oriented. We do not have origination credit. So we are not you know, an eat what you kill kind of law firm, which I think promotes that collaborative nature of our work. And that's what it's all about, right? Making sure the right people are delivering the services to our clients is far more important than like who's, you know, who gets credit at the end of the day. We want the right people doing the work. Right. And you're, that's what your clients are caring about. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I got to thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I always love talking with you. The time just goes on and on and on. And we can talk for days. We can talk for hours. You and I, <laughs> what is it about that? Everybody, so many people that I know who I just admire in, in, in professional development, we could just yak, yak, yak. And I think it's because we have a passion about this, right? This isn't just about putting a body in a seat. This is about getting the right 
the right connection so that people can have success in their careers and the firm has success. And we as recruiters and, you know, people in attorney recruitment can really proudly say we did, we, we did well, we made the right matches. Right. So thanks. Thanks for your partnership in this journey. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our next one. <laughs> Thank you. <All> right. <laughs> Bye Debbie. Bye.